What's up, guys? Uh, welcome back to Long Distance Roommates. We've had a quite the hiatus. It's Alec. It's Ryan. And uh, we're here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fucking laugh. Uh, we're here back after. Um, so we took a little bit of a break because we were applying to med schools, as we kind of described in a previous podcast, and we're kind of done applying and writing essays. And now we're just kind of waiting for interviews, going to interviews, doing all that kind of stuff. And our lives have changed a lot since we first recorded a lot of those those initial sessions. And so I think we're going to do a little bit of an update episode, uh, give a couple of shout outs today, and then we'll talk about work and stuff like that. Ryan, you got anything to add? Not really. Not really, I, feel, I guess. I feel like, uh, yeah, it's it's like you want to record and then it's like, you know, shit happens. You, fall down the stairs you break your neck no i'm just oh, I, I, I forget i forget what comedian talks about it but it's like uh you know oh yeah you can't do this thursday how about three months from now and it doesn't yeah, even matter real. yeah it's like it doesn't matter when we reschedule it it's just gonna be fine because uh we're still bros regardless so it's fine but yeah like shit happens like i moved out of my uh former housing to a new place uh mm-hmm. i'm currently Staying by myself in an entire house. Uh, my roommates have yet to move in. So, but you're still um, in San Francisco, right? I am not in San Francisco proper. I moved s- south to a city called Fremont. Oh, okay. Which is okay. Uh, about a forty-minute drive. Okay. Well, now I'm there. So closer to work, which we will get to later. Oh yeah, I guess we'll talk about work. Um, first things first. Uh, we want to give a couple of shout-outs. Um, there's the the first shout-out we're gonna give is to a guy by the name of Travis Glazen. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. He is the first ever person to comment on our iTunes uh, podcast and give us a review of five stars. It says hilarious. Yeah, clappy, clappy. You know, good, good. Thanks, Travis. Like, it's pretty nice. Somehow iTunes takes his five-star review and it says, we have zero ratings, zero out of five. And I'm like, thanks, iTunes. Mm. Uh, I, thought, I thought we were cool. But yeah, seriously, thanks for the comment. Yeah, thanks uh, for the it means comment. a lot. Yeah, you you made Ryan really happy because you complimented him, and so he's happy about it. So. <laughs> All right, hear me out though. <laughs> hear me out. I'm not usually the funny one, okay? So you got when the you say Ryan's funny. I'm like, oh, oh, you know, my ego's swelling a little bit, but and yeah, his... no, I, I really appreciate it. So thank thank you to you guys who are listening and actually uh, giving us some feedback. It's That's nice good. To, nice to read. We love more comments. Comment on our shit so we can feel better about ourselves. <laughs> Validate our existence, please. Yes. Internet points, please. <laughs> I don't know you, but I love you. I love you. Um, let's see. Two other shout outs. Uh, I like to, every time I go to med school interviews and they're like, what's a fun fact about you? I'll be like, I have a podcast. And then anyone that asks about it, I'll tell them all about it. I'm going to give a shout out to Brian and Zach. We went to a bar after an interview and I told them a lot of stories and they're like, we'll definitely subscribe. If you guys actually subscribe, you'll hear the shout out. If you don't, you guys can fuck right off. Um, I'm just kidding. Mm. That's <laughs> uh, a good but, way to get fans. Uh, yeah, yeah, dude. You I monster. swear. I mean, you, you do. <laughs> I didn't even want to go to the interview. I just wanted to go to plug the podcast. Uh, Damn. That's, that's all that's, it was for. That's some dedication. Right that's there. some dedication. Uh, and then the third shout out we're gonna give before we we get going into things is to my main girl Wendy. So Wendy uh, volunteers at her local radio station in Ferndale in Ferndale, Michigan, 
and she has invited me to be a guest on the show to listen to some music, maybe talk about the podcast, and do some other stuff live on air. And I want to give a big shout out to 100.7 Ferndale Radio and Wendy for being able to put me on the show. I wish Ryan could join us. Uh, unfortunately, he's in California, as you all know. So um, we can't do that. But again, just shout out to them and thank you so that uh, we'll at least have maybe a little bit more exposure. So we kind of have to pump out a couple more episodes to feel like we're okay people. So, yeah. <laughs> Feedback is always good, though. Yeah. You get a few more, vis- few more visitors, a few more listeners. Uh... It's all a feedback loop. It is, yeah, 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 you're right, you're right. So, but we'll we'll continue to you know put in our effort and regardless of how many we, people we promise. Are listening, yeah, mostly to our friends, but yeah, for I those guess. of you who care about you know our dumbass stories and whatnot, other we do that, thank yeah, you. that that don't know me on a personal level. No one knows me on a personal level. Well, so I, I guess. A... <laughs> Come on, you haven't you haven't told any of your coworkers about your podcast? Like one. You gotta tell everyone, dude. Yeah, well, I was I thought we were waiting to like kind of like go public with it. So. Oh, oh, oh I guess you're kind of right. I think. So I, I think was... after these a few episodes, we could probably go public with it. Well, after the radio one, we could probably go public with it. Like yeah, I'm gonna be true. on the radio tomorrow, so that's. Actual that's radio. as actual radio that's pretty public if you ask me yeah and then maybe i think um my brother so my the high school i went to actually had a radio station mm-hmm. which is kind of cool it's i'm pretty sure it's like one of the only high schools in the country that has a radio station um you can look that up but okay um yeah so if he ends up applying to get into radio i can always like ping off of him too and see if oh like hey buddy he uh remember when i was your brother for all those years <laughs> yeah back in the day i'll just tell him <laughs> or or uh yeah he can give me some feedback on how to actually talk and uh, not sound like an idiot yeah and, and i know people did you ever fix your mic ryan because i know people were giving you shit still about like uh your mic is from the dollar store Oh yeah, so I bought a mic from Amazon. It's like a, it was like a thirty-five dollar mic, but um, apparently I, was, I got it, and then it was super soft. No matter what I did, unless I was literally like putting it in my mouth, <laughs> like you know, just like <laughs> yeah, and I, I then uh, swallowing it. But um, I read online that you needed a power source for it, so I was like, all right, it's like whatever, eighteen bucks. I bought the power source. Didn't change anything. Oh my god! Like, I put the input through the power source and then to the computer right like you're supposed to and then uh it's still super quiet so um i have to uh send a ticket to the company and see if i can get another one or just a refund get it fixed yeah because uh i think it's from china but i mean you have stuff from them too and it's it works pretty well so I don't know. Everyone, everyone gives them good reviews. So it's oh, not okay. Like, well, it's I not guess. like I was like, oh, take a chance. And then maybe yeah. Maybe you just have burned. the one bad one, and you don't realize it yet. So yeah. Uh, hopefully that'll be uh, in an upcoming addition to the uh, repertoire. Until then, yeah. En- enjoy how we are right now. If you if you can't handle us at our worst, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna finish that statement. <laughs> It'll kill me to do it, so I'm not going to do it. That's um, how I go about getting dates, too. <laughs> oh, speaking of over. dates, let's let's do a little update. Um, oh, yeah, okay, sure. Yeah, so episode one of, of our podcast, Dating and Relationships, 
if you guys will recall, we completely scrapped the first one because I said it was too cringeworthy. And we recorded a second one. And then now, in retrospect, I realize recording a podcast about your current like state is not good because I, by the time that was posted, my life had already changed. I was like, I can recall me being like, yeah, I got a girlfriend. I think she really likes me a lot. I like her. I'm single now. She broke up with me twice uh, over the <laughs> over the course of the time after we posted that podcast. So, um. So that's a thing. I'm single again, but who knows? Maybe by the time this is posted, I'll be married or dead. What's the <laughs> difference? But um, uh, yeah, Damn. yeah, I know. So, like, I guess we'll still talk about our daily lives because it's still fun, and that's what we like to do. Um, but we'll try and avoid being like, oh, this is exactly how I am right now because it things might change, and maybe since I said I was in a relationship, it warded off some people from maybe DMing me. Uh, and now feel free. The DMs are open. Uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> just kidding, guys. Don't, you can ignore that. No, see, that's the fun part about scrutinizing your life, though, is because people will look at it over time and be like, look at this guy's character arc. Oh, my it's God. So deep. It's riveting. <laughs> the character we're, development. Ryan and I growth, are just, we're not even coming of age. <laughs> We're just anime characters. We've been written by George R.R. R. Martin. <laughs> we die at your the end of the podcast. <laughs> Spoilers, dude. Come on. <laughs> uh, what else is different? Um, let's see. What was... episode? That was episode one. Episode yeah. two and three. Nicaragua remains. Oh, future plans. Mm, our whole med school thing. So... That's, you know, I guess I'll announce it on the podcast. That's pretty cool. I got accepted to a med school recently. And woo-woo, clap-clap. Like, that's exciting for me. Fuck yeah. uh, Because now that that episode is invalidated of how salty I was complaining. Uh, I don't have to be that salty anymore. And Ryan (laughs) also has, you know, he's got interviews. So so we're we're doing a little bit better. Who knows what'll happen in the future. Better than last year. Better than last year. That's at the very least. For. See, yeah, development, 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 right development. There. <laughs> Perfect growth and development. Yes, but yeah, I don't know. The biggest thing for me is that I guess on the topic of relationships, it's like mm-hmm. I was probably pretty. I feel like I was pretty bitter. Yeah, maybe not bitter, but like no, no, just that, kind of like melancholy bitters, about bitters it. But yeah, since then I've kind of gotten over it. Um, it's weird because. The first time that I, like, started having a crush on a girl after, you know, the breakup, I was yeah. like, I like, damn, dude, I forgot how this feels. It's so oh. weird. You're like, it feels good to actually, like, be able to feel that again, so. That's good. I, yeah. I feel like I'm I'm a very weird type of person in the way that. Yeah, you fucking are. I, 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 yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll teeter between, like, I'm the coolest cat in town, and then. I'll just dip down to the second another human being offers me any attention, I suddenly become infatuated with them. And I'm like, oh, uh, don't do that, Alec. That's a that's not a good thing to do. Yo, that's normal people, though. That's normal? Oh, God. That's normal people. Well, <laughs> not normal people, but I'm sure a good number of people are like that because either they're so focused on their own life that they either don't have time or no focus on other people or relationships and stuff. And so, like, the fact that you you think of other people as similar to yourself, right? So Yeah, yeah. If you imagine that everyone is, like, has their head fixed forward and they don't want to look at anyone else, 
then the second someone else turns their head towards you, you're like, uh, wow, that took a lot of head. effort, yeah. you know, like, so it's like once, once that effort is mutual and then it's like, holy shit, like this could actually work, you know, but maybe that's just me. Maybe now, I'm projecting. I guess, I guess related, <laughs> like related story of I texted a girl just saying like, Hey, how are you doing? How's school? Like how's school going? She's like, Oh, it's fine. Like, what do you, like, what do you want? And I was like, no, I just want, want? <laughs> I was like, I just want to see how you're doing. And she was like, nobody's ever asked me how I'm doing. And I was like, oh, God. Oh, <laughs> dude, that's sad. I know, but shout outs to you because you're still a good person. Um, what else is new? What, oh, we had to remove our episode five, our other college roommates podcast, because we did a lot of name dropping. And I think we're going to try and do a lot less of that because uh, in case we're violating any personal requests of hey, I'd rather not have you talk about my life and use my name attached to it. Or if we're going to talk about work, I work in the medical field. I literally can't mention any names because that is breaking HIPAA and we're not going to do that. Uh, We're going to re-upload that College Roommates podcast uh, with a guest star. So it'll be a little bit better. So it's not just a whole wah, um, like, you know, all of that. And this will actually go up after we upload that. So You'll hear the new college roommates, and then you'll hear me talking about how we uploaded a new college roommate. So uh, the old one just has too much information in it. No, really, like the old one has too much information. We had to take yeah, it. Yeah, that's so. true. Definitely true. But yeah. So I guess today, um, other than this little this little intro spiel of we're back, we're kicking it. Uh, still we're gonna, alive. We're still alive. We're gonna talk about some of our work experiences. Uh, I've had pretty much the same job over the course of the last year and a half. Ryan, you've had what two or three? Well, if you you want to start like first first jobs or like recent no 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 jobs? oh I guess we can talk about all our I've only had one real job so you've had a lot of jobs. Uh, yeah, like, decent. I mean, kind of. So the first job I had was actually in high school. Actually, started in middle school. Is a I ref soccer. So I was that guy that like everyone fucking hated when you played youth soccer. Like literally, you could be a kid, you could be a parent, you could be a coach, like anyone. You just refs are just I, universally hated. I'm also a 40 year old dad, and I hate you, Ryan, for yeah. for for saying my son kicked another kid. I know. Uh, and you're gonna take him out of the game for that. It's so bad. Okay, like honestly though, <laughs> I was I was like eighth grade. <laughs> trying to rep soccer and these parents are like trying to destroy me and i'm just like dude chill it's just a game why, it was bad why Honestly, do you have to be mad so i i actually vividly remember the first game that i ever refed it was uh-huh. uh, i don't remember what the age group was but um at one point i like totally missed the call like i still remember the the call like oh the kid, no the kid was clearing it out of the back, so the defender had the ball. He kicks it up, and then one of the guys on the other side, like, slide tackle him, oh, but no. completely missed the ball. And so the kid that kicked it up just, like, literally face-planted. And then I didn't call it. Oh, no. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I think about it sometimes, and I'm like, why didn't keep, I call that? It like, keeps you up at night. clearly a foul. Like, clearly, <laughs> this kid just ate it. And, like, why is that not being called i don't know uh but anyway so uh justified outrage on the side of uh you know the 
team that the kid fell down. So I was like, oh, shit, you know. You, if you don't call it within, like, a couple seconds, you really can't call it anymore. So um, after that, it was just, like, a disaster. Like, uh, me being, like, the idiot kid, the next time that the other team got fouled, I was like, oh, I'll just let them have that one as a penance for the other one that just got committed on the other side. And <laughs> it just, like, that caused the other team to get mad. And then basically the other the teams were just, like, fouling each other left and right because I was the ref that didn't call anything. And it was just terrible. Just, Dude, like, screaming on I, both it, sides. Like It's all your fault, clearly. Pretty much, yeah. So, um, literally first game, uh... I was, I was like, about to cry. I got in my car. I was, like, sitting oh, there no. for, like, 15 oh. minutes just, like, do I really want to do this? I almost oh, quit. Like, no. I almost quit after the first game, I swear. It was so bad. Um, But, yeah, that was the worst game I ever refed, for sure, the first game. Um, After that, I was, like, really fine. I kind of got used to the, the pressure and all the um, annoying parents and coaches and stuff. I um, guess that's good. Yeah. And, like, a lot of refs will have, like, their kind of home turf. So they go to the same fields every weekend. And they know the coaches that come there and stuff. And they, most of them, you know, are on good terms because they, over the course of multiple games, you kind of see that they're not, you know, trying to fuck you over. Yeah, they're, they're not all Trying to people. do their job. Like, some games you have a bad game. Some games you don't. Like, um, but, yeah, it's, it's a good uh, job for kids, I think, because it builds confidence. In, in and what like, you're doing, yeah. Yeah, and, like, how to hold your ground against people, which is nice. Because, you know, everyone's trying to get an advantage by yelling at you or some shit. Like, uh, especially towards the later ends of when I was refing, which was, like, end of high school. Yeah. I was, like, I think I was, I was refing games of kids, like, two years younger than me. And so it's still very, very close in age. Like, you're yeah, probably the same size as these guys. Yeah. And so, especially when it's, like, Premier or Select, like, the, the travel soccer teams, those guys, are literally, they go hard, dude. They'll, even the little kids, they, like, pull out rule books and start shaking in your face. And, oh, my uh, God. Dude, just calm down. But, no, it, it helps to, yeah, if you need to learn how to, you know, deal with people more, which is nice. I feel That's like good. at that age is good. It's it's nice to have that kind of those kind of people skills at least. Yeah, and oh. like dealing just dealing with people that like are going to oppose you no matter what, you know. Yeah, even when you're right, you have to just kind of stand your ground when someone's yeah. like you're wrong. You're like ah, go away. It's like a mental fortitude thing, sort of. Yeah. yeah. Like, I know the rule book, so you can't really be wrong if you interpret it how you're gonna interpret it, right? Um, but anyway, that's. My first job, so I guess yeah. I did. You work I didn't in high really school? have a technical first job. Like, oh. I I I babysat family. I oh, uh, yeah. dog sat for a friend. I house sat. Like, I did all the regular stuff. Mm-hmm. I guess technically, I worked for my parents in their art gallery. My parents have an art gallery, and I didn't do much. Like, I think I only ever sold one thing for thirty dollars, and so I didn't. <laughs> I wasn't a good salesperson. <laughs> I did a lot of IT stuff. Like, if a computer was broken, I'd fix the computer. If they needed me to do any labor, I was okay with moving things around. I would go on deliveries with them and just help them carry things into people's houses. (laughs) Uh, There are just a couple of funny stories of, uh, in recent times, where I missed out on some stuff. And then other things, I, I had fun. So, whenever we host events 
uh, we'll have alcohol there, and we legally can't sell alcohol, so we just give it away for free, right? And they make me the bartender, and so it's like a Saturday night, and I'm like, hey guys, I'm just bartending an event, uh, no big deal, and <laughs> the 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 people are sometimes clients that I've been to their house years ago, and so they'll all recognize me like Alec, like we haven't seen you in so long. You look so good. I'm like, thanks. I have no idea who I'm talking to because <laughs> I'm drinking at the same time, just <laughs> while I while I have everything in front of me. Um, but there are a couple of famous people that I guess I don't know if you would just consider them only locally famous, but some I guess you know famous sports players really mostly uh, that have come into the gallery. Uh, the first time is it was like a Saturday in a high a summer, right? And my mom says, you don't have to come in today. We, we don't need you today. And I was like, okay, that's fine. And then she comes home and she's like, hey, a Red Wings player uh, came in the gallery today. And I was like, what? Who? Like, who came in? And she goes, I forget his name, but he was really nice. I think it was Powell, Powell something. And I'm like, mom, Pavel? And she's like, yeah, Pavel, that's it. I was like, Datsuk. Datsuk came into the gallery today. And you told the one day you say, don't come in. I don't need you today. Datsu comes in the gap. That's great. So I was livid, of course, <laughs> yeah. uh, that I, I missed that. Um, and then there's another time. It's not that I was I wasn't at the gallery and I missed him, but uh, we're watching the Super Bowl, right? It's Super Bowl. I don't even which one was the most recent one. It was the Eagles versus I, I, uh, Patriots. Super Bowl Sunday, bro. I, whatever. I don't know what the date, <laughs> which Super Bowl it was. But my dad goes. Oh, I know someone who plays for, for Philadelphia. His name is Brandon. And I'm like, okay, what's his last name? He's like, I think it's Graham. And I'm like, okay, let me look him up. And so I look up Brandon Graham Eagles. And I'm like, Dad, that's the captain of the Eagles. He's like, oh, we know him. Like, we know him and his wife and his daughter. They've been in the gallery before. And I was like, you gotta be kidding me. Like, how do you know the captain of the football team? And then they win. They win the Super Bowl. And my mom just texts his wife, like, oh, congrats to your husband. Hope to see you guys soon. And then they did. They all came in the gallery. And, and I wasn't there. I was, at, I was, like, at work or something. I'm like, God, I can't believe I just missed this. So they, they obviously don't see it as too much of a big deal. Because I feel like they deal with rich people all the time, but uh, I can't imagine. If, you know, if you if you told someone, "Hey, would you like to meet the captain of Philadelphia Eagles?" Anyone who's a diehard fan would be losing their mind over it. My mom's just like, "What? A, they have such a beautiful child." And I'm like, "Oh, good. Thank you, mom. Like that's it's very nice to hear." So I don't know. I guess that's technically my first job. I like working in the gallery because I'm a very art artsy type of dude, uh, and so I don't know. You are too, Ryan. So you would like it. Yeah, I've never been actually. Wait, what? I guess yeah, I've never I've never taken you. None of my not a lot of my friends have seen the gallery. I'll have to take you in once you're back in Michigan sometime. Only when there's alcohol. Okay, fine. When next time we have an event you're invited. I want alcohol. I could just get you <laughs> drunk and then you can look at paintings if you want. Yeah, perfect. <gasps> perfect. Sounds like a good night. <laughs> and you can cry and be like, Why can't I draw like this? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly uh i'm having ryan part i don't know if 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 if, if i end up keeping your design i'm having oh, ryan yeah. design a tattoo for me that i want to get because i got into med school i said oh i'm gonna get a tattoo if i get into med school and then i got in like three days after i said that so i was like oh shit i guess i have to get a tattoo now <laughs> so ryan's kind of designing it um We'll see if I like his art style and his drawing. We'll see what the tattoo artist likes, and then we'll permanently ink my body with something that who knows 
uh, if I like it in the future, but I'll do it anyway Who because because yeah. I think it's kind of it's kind of cool. It's kind of meaningful. If you if you know me, you'll you'll see it when it happens in uh, a year or something. I don't know. <laughs> what else? What else did you work at? Um, when you you mentioned babysitting, I actually worked for a summer, literally just like as a nanny kind of for these two guys, mm-hmm. two little kids. Um. Not too much to mention about that. It was fun. Literally, it was just me hanging out with, like, some kids. I'm bad at babysitting. I'm too nice. The kids are like, I don't want to go to bed. I'm like, okay, yeah. that's fine. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know how to be like, no, your parents are coming home at 10, and you better be asleep. Like, I, yeah. I can't do that, so. I guess it comes with having three little brothers. I guess. Especially when like... they're when they're your family. Like, when they're your cousins, it's like, ah, I can't be mean to you. That's true. But they're also paying me. So if you, did they pay you? Uh, no. Uh, I guess. I don't remember, honestly. Interesting. They probably did. They paid my sister whenever she did. Very interesting. Because she actually did real babysitting, like feed them and bathe them and stuff like that. And I was just like, I'm along for the ride. Uh, I see. I see. Yeah. So I guess after that, um, my next job was like in college doing... Uh, I literally worked at the Natural History Museum in Ann Arbor, uh-huh. and I just worked... Okay, so I worked on this project. It was an initiative to put the entirety of our specimen collection into a online oh, database. I remember this. This is with the, <laughs> the fucking mollusks, right? Yeah. The, oh my god. So I worked in the, oh. the mollusk department under the, the dude, like the mollusk supervisor or whatever. Right. And I would just <laughs> open these, these drawers, basically uh, these huge cabinets with like trays, like sliding trays that come out. And in these trays would be little boxes with vials full of like shells uh-huh and uh all i would do is like take the shell out uh input all the data on the label on it into the computer and then like count them and then um put them into a new vial and then sort them and store them and you would do that um, forever and then you die yeah literally it was like so so uh one dimensional so binary it was just like super automated you know you just take them out plug it in put them back didn't uh, i didn't you you say like you could actually train a, an actual monkey to do this job yeah you you definitely could like for real it'd be easy <laughs> <laughs> it, it was like it was cool for the first two weeks or something like, i'm like nice like i get to like hang out in the museum with like no supervision um i could like i think i i don't know if i watched anime but i could definitely watch like netflix or something you definitely played while hearthstone while while doing oh it too. yeah yeah you definitely did that too i could play games that was nice um but despite that i still had pretty high numbers of like sample count so. my my mollusk count was so high yeah so i have like i don't know i don't remember counting but I, at least like thousands i went through thousands of um vials of shells which that's is, that's crazy yeah and it was like like the when i started it had been like the sixth year that they had people doing this mm-hmm. 
and they were like 45% of the way done with the collection. What? Oh <laughs> yeah. my god. That's how many freaking shells they had. Like, that was kind of crazy. Um, I guess the only cool thing about it was like you could see where they were from. So you could okay. see like, uh, like, oh, the shell is from South Africa or like the, the Cichlid Lakes or whatever. I don't know. Um, but other than that, yeah, it was pretty, uh, pretty boring. Pretty boring. But yeah, it was like, good job you like college job you know in between classes i would just go and sit there for three hours and make 30 bucks so not bad not a complete loss yeah not a complete loss my my only other job that i've had like professionally really is uh working at the the doctor's office that i'm currently at i won't drop names of any of the Danger. doctors i guess Danger or maybe the zone. practice we do we do spine and brain surgery and so as you may imagine uh, a lot of our patients are just in pain all the time and I, I have to deal with that all the time i started at the front desk and i was just kind of the plug of the office like oh uh you, you need this i got you like whatever the doctor says you know, for the patient to get, I get it for them before they leave. So I did that for almost a year. And then I moved to be the sole assistant for one of the surgeons. And that's way harder. Uh, it's really fulfilling. No, it's really fulfilling because there's some patients that you work really hard for and you see them get better day after day and you talk to them all the time. And then you see them in the office and they're like, oh, I love you, Alec. You're so nice. I'm going to write a good review about you online. I'm like, yes, that's exactly what I want. Um, and it's nice. So that, that's always a good thing. But then there's, you'll always have the difficult patients where like they're just never happy because they want something and you can't give it to them. And then they're unhappy that you can't do that for them. And it's like, this is out of my power. I have no medical expertise whatsoever, first of all. So I can't answer any of your questions about why you're in pain. Like that's not an, a me question. And then second of all, uh, no, I can't have Medicare and Medicaid pay for a six thousand dollar sleep number mattress for you that is just not that's not how insurance works and she's oh, like really? you just got to submit a letter and they'll do it and i was like that's i i called i did my due diligence and that's not how it works um so sometimes just crazy requests like like you talked about with soccer learning how to deal with people yelling at you yeah. uh, a couple of times i've had like i've told patients how office policy is and you know why they can't have certain things a certain way and they just say frankly i don't give a shit and i'm like okay uh i'm kind of an impasse now because i can't swear back at you because i'll lose my job but you're being a little asshole right now so it's weird like there was a there was an older dude that uh you know he's, he's in to see the doctor and the doctor's like get a new mri come back in a couple weeks and then uh, we'll see what's going on and I'm like, that's easy enough. Like, here's a script for an MRI, and let me make you an appointment. And, of course, the doc is booked out for, like, two months. And so I'm just adding him onto the schedule for two weeks. And he's like, okay, I don't want to wait an hour and a half like I did today. And I'm like, okay, how about I put you on at the very beginning of the schedule so you're the first patient he sees the whole day. That way you won't have to wait too long. And he's like, okay, what time is that? I said 8.30 or 8 o'clock. And he goes, I won't wake up at 8 o'clock to see any doctor. And I'm like, oh, and I'm like, okay. So it's either you wake up at eight and you come see this doctor, or you don't wake up at eight and you wait an hour and a half to see this doctor, or you don't see this doctor. Like I didn't say that to him because I didn't handle the situation well, 
But uh, I did give him the car, our card. I was like, just call us in case you need an appointment. Because I know damn well this man is not about to see another orthopedic spine or neurosurgeon in the next two weeks. Uh, just, like you know, with a snap of his fingers. And so, lo and behold, two weeks later, I get a call from someone else in the office like, yo, Alec, look who's on the schedule for today. And I'm like, yeah, I, I see it now. Like, I, I <laughs> bet your ass I know he's on the schedule. So, I don't know. Some patients will be difficult. Sometimes, like... You just got to deal with it. But it's always nice dealing with the good patients. Like there's there's people that make you happy that they say, what am I going to do when you leave? And I'm like, ah, there'll be another guy. And they're like, no, there's no other guy. It's only you. So warms my heart. <laughs> warms my heart. I, the thing I hate though, oh man, certain insurance companies. I, I don't I don't know. Are we allowed to say insurance companies like on, uh, you know, like the name of them or no? Um, I would play it safe and say no okay well, well i'm, I'm just no gonna, lawyer so i'm no lawyer and i'm just gonna say if this sounds like an insurance company it's purely coincidence we'll call it red crucifix red defense protector um <laughs> that if you have any variant of that insurance i love you it's fantastic i don't have to do a lot of work for a lot of surgeries if you have i don't know we'll call it betna uh that insurance sucks ass and i hate it um god and there's a lot of in-between stuff that sometimes uh you know whatever but i get lucky that a lot of my patients are uh they have good insurance i don't have to deal with too much shit but sometimes it's difficult and i'm like all right i have to fight and then i fight again and then i fight again and then i fight again and they still deny me and they're like, okay, the patient cannot have surgery until February. And I'm like, that's very nice of you to do. Uh, thanks, insurance. So, And then they die. And then, and then they're just like, they're like, I'm in pain. I'm like, I know you're in pain. Uh, I can't do anything about it. So, I'm in pain. I'm trying to get I'm, you out of I'm, pain. Oh, I'm in pain, dude. I'm in a lot of physical and emotional pain every day. I get like, <laughs> I get like 30 voicemails a day. Each of the, Jeez, each of the assistants dude. for each doctor does. They just get like 30 calls a day and meanwhile they got to schedule like 60 surgeries a month plus probably it's a while it's a really really good job like it really prepared me for how i need to act in a professional setting in a medical field um but it definitely taught me that i don't want to deal with back pain like that's just something that <laughs> it, it, no really like it just seems like one of those things that you think it's like oh i have a little bit of back pain let me try and, and do a surgery and I'll fix it. For only a small handful of cases, you do that and then they're fine. For the majority of other cases, it's like, oh, we can fix this, but you're going to deteriorate in like five or six years and you're going to need another surgery. And then you do that and then they do it again and again. And it makes me think, uh, you know what happened to these people back in the day before they had spine surgery? They just were in pain until they died. That's just what happened on the other side they took so, heroin dude they yeah they just did drugs like they just had mad mad <laughs> drugs and then they died and then so, they died at least we have something to kind of help but i think like back problems is the number two cause of disability in america i'm not 100 percent sure um what's number one is it uh lack of education i'm not sure i'm actually i'm looking it up um <laughs> leading cause of disability webmd mental retardation oh uh, no i think number one is like 
arthritis and musculoskeletal problems. Like it's literally, it's literally uh, number one. Yeah, that um, makes sense. Maybe I don't know, heart disease, cancer. Maybe it's cancer. Maybe it's mental health. I don't know. Well, that's not disability causing, right? I, uh, for the most part, I don't know. I feel like even like most of the time the disability would be caused by the medication, right? I guess. Yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah, I'm looking at a top ten list right now. Uh, based based on like a, a an income thing, and it's like arthritis, heart, cancer, mental health, diabetes, nervous system, pregnancy. I guess technically that is disability. Uh, for <laughs> no, for some women, if you work in like a factory or at you have a, a huge parasite, <laughs> and you have a giant parasite that's preventing you from doing certain things. Uh, accident, stroke, autism. Interesting. Yeah. Ah, so definitely arthritis, musculoskeletal. And that's how we describe back problems. Like you have arthritis, but it's in your back. Like that's that's mm, the best way to get yeah. get like the common person to understand back problems is arthritis, but it's in your back. Isn't arthritis a bone problem? It is. It's like uh like inflammation. Like I don't know. It's just like inflammation in general. Like joint inflammation, uh, bone. You got bone inflammation. I don't know. Like you just got you just got shit going on. You're just old. You're just old, and I don't ever want to get old. I I hate. I feel it's so just... bad. One of one of my close buddies at work, and okay, the my coworkers. I love all my coworkers. I think it's the reason that I'm I have not left the practice yet is because of the people I work with. Um, you all know who you are. I'm not gonna name names. Uh, but there's I don't one, know you guys. You but don't I know love you. you. Hey, they love you too, Ryan. They always ask like, Hey, is Ryan okay? How's his mental health? I'm like, guys, Ryan. <laughs> I'm like, guys, Ryan's fine. You don't, have, you don't have to worry about him. They're like, Are you sure? He seems sad. I'm like, Fuck off, Ryan's guys, fine. <laughs> guys, I'm really good at faking it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Faking, faking what, Ryan? Faking being sad or faking being happy? I guess you'll never know. Oh, no. <laughs> I was like, this is too long of a silence. He's not going to answer. <laughs> but yeah, I love all my coworkers. The whole office is like young, good-looking 20 to 25-year-old men and women. That's and why then, I can't work there. Oh, stop. The, patient, <laughs> the patients hit on all of us. Like, it's, it's fine sometimes when old ladies hit on me. Uh as long as they're not persistent about it, I'm like, oh, stop. We have this one lady who is post-op. She's like, is your whole office models? And I'm like, thank you. That's very nice of you to say. She's like, no, no, really. I paint on the side. And I want to know <laughs> like, <laughs> if this whole office is models because I could paint all of you. Paint me like one of your French girls. I know. I swear. I'll quit my job. If she pays me to just paint me, I will, that's, I'll do it no matter what. Um but yeah, it's she's right. Like all all of our office, like we're all most of us. I'll say dis, a little asterisk asterisk. <laughs> mo, most of us are young, good looking people. You also know who you are. You. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they're not listening to the podcast. Yeah, this is a this is a this is a good looking people only podcast. Good looking huh? people only podcast. Yeah, so we're gonna kick you off. I guess next episode, episode is eight, gonna be yeah. a monologue. <laughs> oh god <laughs> but yeah that's that's my recent work experience i know i know you've had you had what it was like a macaroni oh yeah i'll let you talk about it yeah so right out of school i came out to california i was like looking for a job i was trying to get something in like research um at like ucsf or um, stanford even but um nothing was really panning out so while I was kind of still looking, I just decided to work at a restaurant, like a local restaurant, 
and uh, the best one that I could find was like a mac and cheese place. So I was like, all right, you know what, whatever. I've never worked a service job, so I was like, it'll be a good experience, you know, dealing with people again. Again. Um, yeah. But the thing about, the difference between your job and my job is that people don't respect restaurant workers. <laughs> oh, no. Because, like, anyone could do it, right? I mean. I guess. I guess. As much as, yeah, like, people say that. And I like, personally, I think that's true for the most part. Here's the thing. It is true for the most part, but if someone's handling something you are about to ingest into your body, please treat them with respect. Yeah, I'm not saying don't respect them. No, like, no. Like, but it's true that people don't really. Yeah. You know, it's like you, pretty sad. But You go to Chipotle and you're like, I don't really care about the person behind the, the glass. Like, it's, it's just. It's, yeah, because it's, the, the be fact anyone. is you could go to any Chipotle and they make it the same way. It's the same. Like it's a different person, but they're doing the same job, right? So it's like actually no. Uh, there's that. There's that one at the Ann Arbor Chipotle who doesn't know how to roll a fucking burrito. <laughs> you know who I'm, you know who you are. Yeah. You know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So anyway, I was literally I just uh, worked at this mac and cheese place. This is a startup. When I first got there, um, owner's super young. Like he's younger than thirty, I think. Okay. Um. He's had the articles written about him and stuff in the papers and whatever, like entrepreneurial dude, you know. Um, but yeah, so I worked like the I worked the register, I worked uh, the the stove tops. Um, it was okay. Oh, a side um, note: Ryan also worked in the dining halls at U of M, so he oh, yeah. he already knows how to cook. Like this guy's a <laughs> chef like, already. And anytime he would have like, friends over and cook dinner, like, "Hey guys, I'm gonna cook dinner." It was a feast. Like, like <laughs> Ryan Ryan knows how to cook. So, side note. Well, yeah, I worked there for like less than a like one semester, I think. Actually. Maybe, but still. And but then still. after that, I was like, no, nope. I, I just didn't take any shifts because I was busy. <laughs> and they were like. Eh, whatever. They just didn't call me back. But uh, so yeah, the thing about the restaurant it's called uh, Macked. Um, for for those of you who are curious, and the reason I say that is because you may have seen a Facebook video that featured our restaurant that came out around February of this year, and that video is single handedly responsible for like. Probably like eighty percent of our business afterwards, and then you quitting the job. Yeah, well that that's a different story, but uh, yeah, literally like that video came out and overnight lines out the door for the entire time we we're open. It was ridiculous. Like I would go to work and like try and get in the door, and people would give me looks, and I'm like, "Excuse me, I work here. I'm I'm making your food." Yeah, let me come in. Like they're backed up. You wanted to go faster? Let me through. All right. Okay. Thank you, sir. Um. Yeah, it was, it was, it was fun, I guess. If you think of fun as like being overworked and undervalued. By oh people. God. <laughs> um, well, I I remember you you texting me like, "Hey man, this Facebook video came out, and now everybody and their mother wants to eat mac and cheese. Like it's not already been invented for hundreds of years." Yeah, it's so weird. So the concept is like a, it's build your own mac and cheese. So you like over I don't know like fifteen options you can add. And for one low price, you can add as many toppings as you want. You know, oh, like no. That dumb shit. So, yeah. Um, it's a novel concept to those without a brain. But, I just got um, diabetes from hearing that. Yeah, you can put so much stuff in there. You can put, like, chorizo, hot dog, bacon, like, broccoli, peas, corn, ham, everything. Almost, like, 
anything you think of. And then they put hot Cheetos on top, which is like, you know, <laughs> the super novelty. Like, oh my god. Crunchy stuff on mac and cheese? What? How, how often would someone come in and get literally everything? Uh, Probably like once or twice a day. That's wild. It is gross. That's, like, that's gross. No noodles in there. Like, it's all just <laughs> junk. But, um, yeah, the worst part about that was it's pretty dirty, I guess. Like, I got bleach on my pants and stuff. Uh, like, a lot of grease stains, that oh. kind of junk. Um, also, we were open until 2 a.m. because we were on a bar street. So the owner, of course, is like, dude, we got to catch all the drunk people. Let's stay open oh, until 2 a.m. Oh, my God. And uh, so there's, like, a period of time where you, like, work up until maybe, like, 11, 10, 30, 11. And then up until, like, 1, there's, like, no one. So you have, like, an hour and a half of just, like, sitting around doing nothing and then suddenly at one the bars close and then like a, a, a million, million people show up <laughs> you're like dude what the fuck get off my dick dude like oh it's so annoying and they're all like and they want mac and cheese right now yeah and they're like it's kind of in like a yuppie district so they're all like super entitled mostly white guys white people um you probably know the type and I'm, all, like, I'm offended right now yeah they work the those jobs that's just like you know overpay them and stuff so they're like oh i'm hot shit whatnot but basically the people that are responsible for gentrification oh my god oh my god um (laughs) and yeah you know they're not gonna respect me they don't tip me they don't do anything you know like so i'm up until whatever 3 30 because you know we close at two but people are still coming in they're like i don't care it's we're closed it doesn't matter. I want my mac and cheese. We had this one guy come in, uh, and he was like, "Yo, dude, can I just get some uh, some mac and cheese? I'm from uh, I'm from Dubai." And we're like, no. "Okay, so what?" <laughs> it's like, no, it's, like it's two twenty, dude. Like we're closed. <laughs> he's like, "Come on, man." And he's like, "Sorry, we're closed." He's like, "All right, well, I'm I'm never coming back." And we're like, "Okay, you're from Dubai. Like, when, you, <laughs> when were you coming back, anyways?" Like, <laughs> I don't know. These people are just weird um so yeah and then yeah i'd be there until like three thirty some days i think the worst was like even four thirty. that's so late just man. because yeah we'd be packed up until right up until close and then you know clean up normally you can get a head start on cleanup if you don't have that many people not but at if, not at 2 a.m yeah but if you're night. working the entire time before close and you can't clean anything until literally you're closed so yeah it takes a long ass time um, I'm pretty sure they still owe me. They should owe me money because of all the overtime, like PTO, some stuff like that. Oh know. yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, anyway, that chapter of my life is over. Now I work <laughs> at a uh, biotech company. Um, we do genetic testing for pregnant women, so you can send us your blood if you are a pregnant mother or father. I guess um, that that's kind of weird, but anyway, no. Um, yeah, so we, we take your blood, uh, we spin it down to get the plasma, and then we extract the DNA in the blood, and there are fractions, what they call them is fetal fractions of um, the baby's DNA. So you can actually figure out if the baby has any uh, abnormalities based on just the sample from the mother's blood. So Wait, so like, how, do you, how do you tell the difference between the mom's DNA and the baby's DNA? Um, they look for like, 
certain biomarkers. I'm not sure exactly, like, acetylation, uh, some random shit. Like, lack of, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? When when they have methylation on the different groups, Yeah, it it's like, uh, they, it's still activation. It's not imprinting. I can't think of the name of it. Um, I don't I, know. You're the genetics guy. I can't, I can't think of it. You're talking about, like, when it's... I don't, uh, don't want to speculate too much. Oh, I can't think... What's it called? It's like <laughs> like d- DNA regulation that's outside of the actual DNA. Oh, God. Um, well, everything else we clean out, so... Um, it would have to be stuff that's either attached to the DNA itself or... Um, SMPs, basically. Okay. Yeah. So, um, it's an okay job. It's like all right, I would say. It's um, it's it's at least something in your field. So. Yeah, it definitely is. The thing is, you don't use too much of the science. Um, like I know how we get all of the stuff done. Um, but the thing is also. I don't do any of the actual reporting, any of the testing itself. Mm-hmm. I'm just the guy responsible for getting that DNA, sending mm-hmm. that to another team. They're the ones who analyze it. So um, it is kind of a production mindset where like, it's pretty corporate and they're all about results, which is very annoying when you're oh, you gotta trying pump, to be you pump in the it science out. department. Yeah. yeah, it's like, and a lot of people are frustrated with it because um, it's just not, Sciencey anymore. It's more of profits. Yeah, it's like it's like a factory. It's like yeah, yeah. It really is. I call it that all the time. I'm like, it's glorified factory work because we operate machines a lot. We um, put stuff in like centrifuges and blood isolation stuff. And uh, after a while, you know, you like you learn the science when you start it, but then like it becomes irrelevant after you know three four months of doing the same crap every day yeah and so that is a little annoying um the one thing i will say is i started a new product line recently training on that um which is miscarriage analysis which is oh yeah you told me about that yeah it's pretty cool so um if you were to unfortunately have a miscarriage um typically either a recurring miscarriage so like a second or third miscarriage or um if your parents have been screened for a genetic abnormality and then you have a miscarriage uh that is probably caused by something genetic you can send us some of the tissue from yeah, that and miscarriage for that. so what tissue means is actual like fetuses they'll send the whole fetus which is, yeah oh damn um which is pretty crazy when you think about it like uh for those of you who are anti-abortion or whatever you might want to <laughs> step away for a second but what are you, what are you about um, to say ryan <laughs> well no it's just like i literally like cut up fetuses oh my oh, okay at work yeah so um, I, I guess it's like it's 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 that it's that they have died like they have passed yeah. so it's not really technically um, yeah like it's not live tissue so it's like 
but some but people, you must know, be it's, weird. it is it personal. Really it's, weird. It's pretty, it is pretty personal. Like, um, so I have access to these people's records. I have access to the reports about, you know, what happened. Um, and some of these, like, samples that we get are pretty developed, like, uh, 15 plus weeks at some times, uh, which is actually crazy because we get, like, pretty big, like, sizable um, amounts of... Yeah, like, we get legs and arms and stuff. Which I is... guess you can you can kind of think of it similarly in a way to um, donated bodies for prosection and dissection for medical schools. Yeah, or like so uh, coroner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it's not like that. Uh, it's it's going to waste. Like it's going for either a scientific purpose or like to increase knowledge or even it's for for that. It's specifically for the person who had the miscarriage like it's it's for their own sake to know what right what the reason was or what's going on with their body or their family's history so i guess it you can think of it in that kind of way where it's like it's a it's donated for a specific purpose yeah it's pretty crazy though like some of the stuff we get is just insane but um yeah it's definitely a lot cooler than um just working with blood because you can see um kind of like a story of what happened with that person mm. and some of them are you know a little more uh, emotionally charged than other ones yeah Most I bet, of them. I bet. so about like 40 percent of the ones we get are actually just normal and that would usually mean that there's some other like either physical um altercation or something happened chemical or, chemical outlet yeah factor. like um alcohol smoking could be involved you know stuff like that um, that aren't really detectable by a genetic test. Yeah. Um, but we do get a lot of cool stuff, like, and and I say cool as like um, valuable to science. I guess uh, some of the people that have been working on this for a long time were telling me like they've seen um, what they call a glass baby. So you know, like the you know those frogs that are like see-through. oh you can yeah, see their yeah, organs. yeah they had a. Uh, a fetus come in literally that had that condition where like their skin was transparent so they so could see all just, of the organs and the bones inside is that just no is that just no melanin or is there something different i'm not sure i feel like it's something else it's got to be more than that because that would be albino right oh you're right it would probably have to be like what what whatever the the the, the matrix is of your skin yeah exactly you'd have to be lacking that and it's just like uh, all the keratin one a one yeah and all the keratin and collagen would be gone it's just yeah. a one cell layer so yeah there's there's like that um they get cases where there's like mosaicism which is like they have multiple different um genotypes between the different cells oh um which is kind of cool and they've also had cases they say where uh they exhibit that mosaicism earlier and in different parts of the, like, chorionic membrane, the villi, and the umbilical cord. But then uh, later on in development, it, like, goes away. Somehow. Oh. Huh. So um, so there's a chance that, you know, I I portrayed that as a fetus, but then when I popped out, I, was, I, I, I looked differently. Yeah. Huh. And I'm not entirely sure how they know that. Yeah. Um, Oh, but. and the word I'm looking for is epigenetics. That's what I was thinking of. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So that would in- include, like, that includes, like, acetylation, right? 
Yeah, that includes it's just any modification of the gene expression other than the actual g- gene code itself. So it's like which genes are being expressed, not the actual DNA itself. So you could right. have you could have a gene for something, but if it's silenced, then you don't express it. So that's that's what I was talking about. Yeah. So there's probably a lot less epigenetic makeup on fetal DNA. I could be wrong. Uh, yeah, it could also be because I'm not sure even if there are too many maternal DNA fragments even in blood. But I'd have to look that up. Because most of I mean, red blood cells don't have DNA, right? So it's mostly white blood cells. Oh, I guess. Um, but I'm not sure how much of, like... Because I don't know how many, like, cells are projecting their contents into the bloodstream at any given time. You yeah, know? I... I, I so... <laughs> I'd have to look that, but I guess enough of the technical stuff. Um, <laughs> so that that's my highlight of the uh, of, your of this job. But yeah, I also um, am very fortunate that my coworkers are pretty fun to be around. That's um, good. Yeah, like recently, um, we've been hiring more older people with uh, more qualifications um, to kind of like comply with the state standards. Um, but the people my age are all like pretty chill we're all about um you know just out of school everyone's trying to go back to school for something really so i think that honestly uh, makes or breaks a job is how well you get along with the people that you work with oh yeah for sure because you could hate the job but if the people you work with make it moderately bearable you could probably stick around for a while right yeah and then i guess being in a startup is like okay too they have like catering some days although i don't get any of it because i work a weird ass schedule I work so I work uh Thursday to Sunday. Yeah, your weekend. When when you told me your weekend was what Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Yeah. And then it's pretty weird. I, I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. So yeah. So yeah, I also I work uh ten hours a day for four days a week. So uh, dude, I work ten hours a day five days a week. What the hell? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> got shafted, bro. I got major shafted. Yeah. <laughs> Whenever I work 12-hour days, I'm like, what is going on? I was supposed to leave hours ago. Yeah. But, yeah, it's it's nice. Um, it's definitely nice that people are um, friendly, I guess, because when you move somewhere new, you like you don't have too many friends outside of work, right? So Yeah, it's really just work. Um, so I'm very, uh, very thankful, I guess, that uh, my work friends are nice people. And at I can hang out with them outside of work too sometimes. So shout, shout out to work friends. Shout out, yeah. You know, for sure. you know, you know who you are. <laughs> you know who you are for sure. That's the that's the phrase of that's the phrase. Yeah, of podcast. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> too many shout outs. Dude. Who else can we shit talk? Like any of my patients that I told those stories about, you're probably not going to hear my podcast, but you know who you are. <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah, I think. Um, yeah, so I guess like. It's kind of unfortunate that I'm not able to interact with patients also, because that's something I also enjoy. But um, hopefully, you know, Eventually. further on further on down the line, we'll get there. Yeah. But we'll see. Right now, I'm just a lab monkey. We've all I'm been a like, lab monkey at one point. Literally, part of my job is to close tubes. Like, <laughs> super fun, you know? Job description, close these tubes. Yeah. It's like... You you try really hard to like 
remember that there's a patient behind the sample, right? But like, I process so many samples in a day. It's like crazy. <laughs> like we get probably fifteen hundred samples every day. Yeah, I can at least put a face to the name when I exactly, like get a voicemail yeah. or something. So it's it's a little bit more personal. Yeah, that's why I was. It's like I think of it as kind of like a loop, right? So the loop it starts and ends at the doctor, right? Okay. And then any testing they have to get done, you send it out, and it's like you get farther away from the patient. The more then, testing you have to get done, uh, right? and then and, and then, then as soon as you you have all the testing, it loops right back to the doctor. Yeah, and the doctor, uh, the report goes back to them, and like so, even the, the like the the higher up people that I work with, some of their the jobs that they're qualified for are like reporting, and so they talk to the nurses, they talk to the doctors, and kind of like oh. interpret results, um, which is cooler than what we do for sure. Uh, but you're not qualified to do it. No, yeah. you need a license for that, uh, which I don't have. Um, I was considering getting um, what is it like an uh, emergency first responder like certification? Oh yeah, because I'm not you know it's something that too, it's something that I'll probably need to know, and I'm right. sure you they probably have you get it in med school. Uh, yeah, but I I you know might as well get it beforehand in the summer that I'm I'm off so that I can show up and be like, what's up guys? Who needs an IV placed? Because you got too drunk last night, and I'll just yeah. I'll ba- ba- bag him. Yeah. I thought about that. I also thought about um, genetic counseling. I don't know if you've heard of that, but... I think uh, you... Yeah, it's... Is that... No, no, explain it. Explain it. It's... It's like... Uh, so, a lot of them work for our company, and they go between the company and the patient, basically, to make sure that the patient and the doctor understand the results that we're giving them. Oh. So, like, instead of just giving a lab report, and they're like, maybe they'll get it. Yeah, so you there, have, there's you actually go out and describe it. Yeah, so for that, um, that mostly happens with our, you know, like our pregnancy analysis. Mm-hmm. But with the um, the miscarriage analysis test, a lot of the geneticists or the genetic counselors will uh, basically validate the results because oh. there could be multiple different reasons, you know, for a miscarriage, right? And yeah. unfortunately, it's like a pretty common thing. So uh, when we want to report a result that our test is saying we want to corroborate it with different sources and you want to make um, sure that it's 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 accurately right. interpreted right and you want to make sure it goes to the right person you want to make sure uh like everything makes sense um there's no contradictions so multiple counselors are checking it um they go through scientists and counselors and then finally get sent out to the patient and then, um, you know, it's customized for each person so that all the information is, like, simplified enough for them to understand. Um, because I think this is one of the most emotional things that we do yeah, in the company. Yeah, for sure. Um, because, you know, families, family building is a rough thing, for sure. And uh, people deserve to know, you know, as much as possible what... what what they can do to have an actual kid if they want to. Yeah. Um, so I guess that's, that's a pretty, in, that'd be a cool step up from what you're doing now. If you were to forget the blood stuff and just do only the, the fetal thing and the genetic counseling, right. that'd be a much yeah. better combo. Although, yeah. So genetic counseling is like a master's program, but uh, that's a, well, yeah, maybe, a... maybe just do a, a what is it? Uh, get your, your MD 
MS. I don't know what it would be. Yeah, MD, MS, and G, GC. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> MSGC. Whatever. Well, yeah. We'll deal with that later. But for now, we just, you know, chugging. Keep waking chugging. up at 3.50 every day to go that's, to work. That's too early, bro. Uh, yeah. You know, I deal. I deal. I deal with it. Either way, uh, I think I think that puts us at our end, yeah? Yeah, that was a long one. I think, that was a uh, good one, though. Welcome back. Yeah. Yes. It's good to be back. It feels nice to be back. Yeah, I feel, I, I feel like uh, we, we haven't done this in so long that it feels good to just hear your voice again. I'm going to cry. <laughs> <laughs> and for those of you who missed the beginning, uh, Alec will be on a radio station oh, yeah. tomorrow. You want to go ahead and... Uh, yeah, I guess... Uh, Shout out, to, shout out to my, my girl, Wendy, and uh, Ferndale, Michigan, local radio, 100.7. Uh, I'll I'll see you guys tomorrow. I will be on the radio before this drops, so you'll be hearing this afterwards. So, retrospective, thank you for having me on the show. Uh, I guess that's everything. Yeah. Thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, we'll definitely try and put out more content at uh, shorter intervals, but, you know, life happens. Uh if you feel like kicking us in the butt, you know, feel free to send us a tweet, leave us a review, <laughs> you know, whatever. We're also fine if you just, you know, lurk. We just like be gentle having you here talking. So, but yeah, thank you. Thank you. Bye bye bye. See ya. <laughs>